Hey, this is Garrett Surd from Tandon Nutrition. You're listening to my friend, Nate Palmer on the Million Dollar Body, where he helps dads and entrepreneurs use fitness and nutrition as force multipliers in life. Check it out and enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to another episode of the Million Dollar Body Podcast. I'm Nate Palmer. And if you're here, you're probably a high performer, a dad, or a business owner who is interested in using fitness and nutrition as force multipliers in your life. This is a really special episode. I'm super excited um, because Garrett Surd, coach for Tandem Nutrition, is joining us. And if you're here watching this live, you're in the a million dollar body Facebook community. If you're listening to this later, make sure you join us here because this is one of the most positive, uplifting, just friendly at fitness focused communities for men and high performers on Facebook. So join us here at n8trainingsystems.com slash group. But Garrett, dude, I'm so pumped you're here. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy schedule to join us. Yo, man, thank you for having me. I love your group. I've been following you for, you know, quite a few years now, and I love what you're doing. I love your results. So it's a, a true honor and privilege to be on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, so I want to talk a little bit with you about nutrition. You, you, your company is called Tandem Nutrition. You work with primarily females, is that correct? Correct. So only females. Yeah. Okay, cool. And I've seen your results and they are incredible. Not only do I, like, I know you are an amazing coach. You do, a, you do so much with nutrition, but you're also like very active in the community. You're like speaking and presenting and teaching. So like, just to set the stage, like Garrett is an authority. Garrett has been doing this for how, how long have you been a, a, a coach or a trainer? So I've been coaching for the last, uh, since 2011. So for almost a decade now, or for about a yeah. decade now. That 10 year mark. So you're yeah. like well past that 10,000 hours. You're killing it. So can, can we just jump in a little bit? And I want to hear about something that like, that it's like, what's your special sauce? What do you like? What are you looking for when someone comes in and is like, all right, Garrett, like I've tried everything. Like what, like, what do I need to do next? What do you, what do you yeah. say or ask or tell? Absolutely. So as a dietitian, one of the things that makes us different is that we really take time to dig into the clients or that person's lifestyle and what they're currently doing. Because we know that when a woman comes to us and they want to lose body fat, body weight, that the there's one thing that keeps them from losing weight, and that's not being in a calorie deficit. And we know that, you know, not all calorie deficits are created equal. Um, and so we want to make sure that we find a way for the client that best fits their lifestyle and preferences to help them lose fat sustainably and also enjoyably. And so I guess what makes us different is that we understand we take time to do a very thorough assessment with the client, just like you do with your clients, Nate. And then from there, we design a customized plan to help fit that client's lifestyle. Like one of the biggest fears that people have when they come to us is they think that they're going to, that we're going to completely overhaul their nutrition or give them a, a list of groceries that they have to get that they've never even heard before or may not like. And I think a big part of what we do together is just really understanding what the client needs to be successful and making simple changes in their lifestyle to help them get there uh, from day one. I like that a lot. And I love what you said about not, not all caloric deficits are created equal, because I think that a lot of people start going down the rabbit hole of like, well, it's not a caloric deficit, it's your nutrient timing. It's not a caloric deficit, you're having too many carbs. And we kind of start shifting away from like what actual science shows us to be the, the, the main like primary driver of weight loss. Um, so I love that you're staying focused on that and then also implementing those simple changes. So it sounds like, like if someone loves eating like six times a day and needs a lot of snacks, you're, you're, you're there for it. 
someone's trying to do a little bit more of like a like three meals a day or two meals a day something like that you're still you're going to still be able to help that person without forcing them to some rigid dogmatic style of like fad diet Exactly. And what we tell our clients and what we teach our, our, our community is that we understand science and what's most effective for fat loss. But the thing that helps our clients get really awesome results is we take, we take um, a, a blended approach between, between what science shows to be super effective and take their personal preferences into account and then creating a, a, a plan for them that blends the two of those that helps them understand that, hey, you can still eat three, four, five, six meals a day. It really doesn't matter. You know, we just don't want to go to, to extremes, like having, you know, one meal per day or fasting for three days. Like that's probably not most optimal for fat loss. And so really just educating the client on what's most optimal according to science and, and teach them, hey, this is what you can do if you enjoy that to get the best results. I like that. I like that a lot. And you're, you're meeting the clients where they're at, because like mm -hmm. you said, like you can, you can, I, I, like I always talk to, to clients on like either a sales call or kind of our onboarding call. And I go, listen, like your results don't actually matter. I think that like, kind of like people are like, what, like, <laughs> what are you talking about? And I go, yeah, well, like, listen, if you want to eat tilapia and asparagus for the next 60 days, you're going to get such incredible results. You're going to look awesome. You're going to drop so much fat. It's going to be fast. You're going to hate every single second of it. You're going to hate me. And then at the end of it, you're going to want to eat a Cinnabon and have 14 IPAs. So like you tell me, is that what you were looking for? So when you're talking about like, Hey, no, let's develop a sustainable approach to, to getting the results. I think that's important because it's also not very sexy, but like, but it keeps people on long-term because the results today doesn't really matter. It's that you keep them next year, five years from now, 10 years from now. Yeah, absolutely. There's one, there's one word you said, Nate, that I want to pull out. You said sustainable. And I think the biggest mistake that many women, and I say women, just because we work with women and we see this every day, the biggest mistake that we see women make when they go into a fat loss diet is that they go into a fat loss diet without an exit plan or strategy. Mm. So one thing that we really believe is that, okay, so as you know, we use a macro-based approach with our clients to help them lose fat and help them understand how much energy or calories they need to lose fat, how much protein, how many carbohydrates, et cetera. And so as coaches, like we teach our clients how to count calories, how to track calories. So as we get our clients using macros to hit their goal we feel obligated not only to help our clients achieve their goals using macros but also how to help them maintain their results without having to track macros and so we have a very unique mm -hmm. approach that we call the metabolic reset phase that takes a client once they've achieved their goal weight that transitions them back into a higher calorie level without having to track calories to sustain their results because like you said it doesn't matter how much you how much weight you lose what matters most is how much weight you lose that you can actually keep off. Because when people end a diet, they do one of two things. They either try to maintain their current weight at their current calorie intake, which is not easy because they're already having to eat so few of calories to maintain their body weight, or they go back to eating what they were. Both, both approaches will cause weight regain. And so I'm very, very, very passionate to, to um, on finding a way to end this yo-yo cycle, mm -hmm. uh, that dieting feature that, that many women face to help them achieve and maintain the results for life. Yeah. And what would you call that phase? The metabolic reset? Yeah. Diet? So it's, it's yes. Yeah. We call it the, the metabolic reset phase. You okay. may hear it called like a reverse a dieting phase or a maintenance phase. We call it a little differently because we actually have, um, we dye our clients in phases. So we have fat loss phases. We have 
metabolic reset phases. We have maintenance phases and then intuitive eating phases. And so we don't like to combine all in the one like fat loss phase because there's, there's distinct purposes to each phase to get back into mm. intuitive eating. And this is a transition throughout those phases. This is great. And I'm really, I'm really digging what you said about not tracking calories forever, because as someone who's tracked calories, I think it's a good exercise. Like I can now look at a piece of bread and be like, okay, that's like 120 calories, 25 grams of carbohydrates. And I have like a better idea about it, but like, I'm not going to track my, my calories for like at all anymore. <laughs> and most of my clients are like, no, I just don't have time for that. Yeah. So like to hear that you'd be like, Hey, no, it's a phase. And yeah. as long as you know the why behind the phase, like, Oh, I'm in a fat loss phase. I'm having my metabolism adapt. I'm getting into intuitive eating. I think it's so much easier to sustain these things because you know where you're going. It's like having a Absolutely. roadmap, right? Yes. You're on Google maps and you're like, I'm taking it. I'm going through Yuma. I'm getting to San Diego other than just being like, I'm just driving around Yuma and it's horrible right. here. Yeah. And, so, and it's your go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, so, so like, I also break stuff up into phases. I call phase one is like my kind of my hard reset, similar to like, like, it's like, it's like a meal plan. It's very structured. It's like, here, here's exactly what to do. Phase two, then I go into like a, a slower rate of fat loss. Mm -hmm. And then I, I think that phase two ends when you hit a specific waist height ratio is kind of how I see this mm -hmm. getting like a really balanced, like, um, relationship with insulin and sugars. And then phase three is kind of what you're talking about with your, like you call that metabolic uh, reset. I call it uh, muscle metabolism. So Love that. at that Love point, that. I'm trying to help people transition their mindset rather than just their like nutrition, but both to being like, now it's maintenance. Now it's building muscle. Now it's improving my metabolism rather mm. than what you described as those two killers, right? Someone yeah. gets their goal weight and they're like, when do I get to go back to eating normally again? Yeah. Weight shoots right back up. That's that. That's the biggest loser mindset. Absolutely. Or it's like, how do I hold myself here and just hold on for dear life? And that never ends well either. Mm. So I love what you're talking about. Can you, can you let us in a little bit more on some of the, like the, the Tanner nutrition secret sauce of that transition, whether it's mm. physical, nutritional, mental. Yeah. So I, are you referring to like throughout those phases or from the onset? Like, where would you most yeah, like, like to... I'm, no, I'm super interested in like the metabolic, metabolic adaptation. Um, like kind of like when you transition from tracking and weight loss into now building metabolism back up, switching over to kind of intuitive eating. I think that's, I'm combining yeah. two phases, but like, absolutely. Cause yeah, that's so, a shift in mental state, right? Absolutely. I mean, it, it, it's a, it's um it's a huge mindset shift. As you said, it takes a lot to understand, Hey, like tracking my calories is not a, it's not a, a is it not a tool that you have to do forever? It's just a, a tool that you do uh, temporarily to get to your desired result. And <clears throat> we, we are very data driven here at Tandem. And so we track progress by looking at our clients weight, not only on a daily basis, but looking at weekly average weight changes. We also look at measurements and progress photos on a monthly basis. And so what's very important is, you know, once a client gets down to their goal weight and we diet our clients for 12 to 15 weeks before we either transition to uh, a metabolic reset phase, um, we look at their data. And so we look at the last two weeks, their fat loss phases. We look at their weekly average weight change. And so we want to determine what their new maintenance level is, because if you go back up to what your previous maintenance level um, was, it's, it's going to be a lot higher because your body has adapted, has lowered the amount of calories it's burning because it's trying to survive. Not many people think or realize that when we lose weight, Nate, that our bodies, you know, they don't see us losing weight as a, 
as a way for us to improve our cosmetic or like for like physical improvement reasons. Like it literally thinks that there's a starvation period. So your body will fight back as hard as it can to keep you from, from dying. Like, so we love homeostasis. Yes. Yes. So like these are, there's these natural survival mechanisms that, that, that take place that prevents you from losing more and more and more weight. And so that's why weight loss gets more and more difficult. And that's why these metabolic reset phases are so important because it helps to reboost your metabolism so that you can have continued fat loss faster and easier if you choose to lose fat again. But to kind of go back to your original question, to transition from a fat loss phase into a metabolic reset phase, simply what we do is we calculate the average weekly weight change of, of their weight from the last two weeks. And we put a, a calorie number to that. So for example, if they're weekly average change of weight was one pound. So they lost a pound the uh, two weeks before the phase transition. And then the last week, their average weekly weight change would be one pound. And so to get them to their new maintenance, we'd have to increase their either calorie intake or just net energy availability by 500 calories. Per and day, so and that's so a to big, give you a 3,500 per week, essentially. Exactly. So that would take them to their new maintenance. And then we have a very specific process. And what's really cool, Nate, is that we know that dieting is like super stressful. And when someone's training too, doing a lot of cardio, cortisol levels are really high. Both of those will cause water retention. One of the best ways to drop cortisol is to reduce the intensity of training, increase carbohydrate, and also increase calories. And so one of the very first things that you'll notice that our clients see, I say about 90% of our clients notice this, is they'll see another one to three pounds of weight loss at that transition because we primarily increase their calories through carbohydrates because that's the one macro that we're nailing down as they lose body fat. We're, we're dropping fat as well, but not as much. And so they get excited because they see another three pound drop. They feel great again. And throughout that time, for the first three to four weeks, we're increasing their calories between 75 and 150 based upon how their weekly average weight is changing, whether it's dropping, which is very common the first month, or if it's maintaining itself. So our goal, our goal for every one of our clients is to get their calories throughout the metabolic reset phase back up to their pre-dieting calorie level, at least. Whether they, from there, start another fat loss phase, that's up to them. If they want to start a maintenance phase, and the biggest difference between a maintenance phase and a metabolic reset phase is that the maintenance phase, the client wants to maintain their weight. They want to maintain their current calorie intake. So we increase calories. They're like, yo, coach G, I'm full. I cannot eat anymore. Like I'm happy with, happy with this. And so from there, we transition them into intuitive eating. So we start the stepwise uh, approach to having them stop tracking calories. And once they kind of see their, and our whole goal is to keep their body weight within one or three pounds of where they ended their fat loss phase at. So weight gain is not the goal. We do not see hardly any weight gain throughout this process. It's not, it's not meant to happen either. And so throughout this phase, our goal is to get back into intuitive eating, but without tracking calories and also at a new lower body. Wow. So you have a, you have a, a like, I love how data-driven your processes are. And I like that idea. I've never thought about kind of the way of like, okay, you've been losing X amount per week. On average, we need to add that back in because I can imagine that like someone who's been dieting for a longer period of time is now able to be like, I feel so much better, like having a little bit of extra energy. I'm not dragging quite so much. So that's super powerful. How, how do you deal with people who like, as I know, especially like with, um, you know, worked with men and women, but 
I, sometimes it's hard for people to shift out of that dieting mentality because like, that's what they've been like, they've been on for so long and it's hard to go from like adding food back in. There's some, there can be sometimes like a fear there. Have you noticed that mm -hmm. or dealt with that? All, all the time. That is so common. And one of the best things that we do is probably the best change we made recently is before we transition clients is to, to hop on another call with them and just educate them and say, Hey, this is the process we take and just really take time to answer their questions. And as I mentioned before, you know, increasing a client's calories by 500 can be daunting. And so we would take, we would break that up in pieces. And we also know that we can increase net energy availability, not only by increasing calories, but also by decreasing cardio. And so that is another way where we can like slow down the increasing calories so they're not like, oh, I'm going to gain fat. And so what's really cool is that the first two weeks, by the way, fat gain will not happen as you go right back to maintenance because maintenance in of itself is you're going to maintain your body weight. And so once after the first two weeks pass and they see that they've not only not gained weight, but they've actually lost weight, they had this newfound trust in this process and they're excited to keep going because they've never experienced anything like it before. That's, that's very cool. And it's great that you're educating people along the way, because I think that like fitness is a misunderstood animal. You know, mm. I, I always talk about like uh, going back to like my phases, I always talk about phase one is that hard reset. So mm -hmm. people are going to lose inflammation. They're going to lose water weight. You know? So some people like, I just had a guy who lost 21 pounds in a month, which is just what? absolutely bonkers. Right. That is crazy. Yeah. I didn't tell you, I didn't tell you where he was coming from. I didn't tell you his, his weight or his height, you know, like that's like, it's a great number. And it's yeah. a cool highlight, but I'm not, I'm not telling the full story there. Mm -hmm. Additionally, I feel like a lot of our clients, you know, they lose a pound a week, two pounds a week, kind of on that higher end, especially yeah. like month two, month three, month four. Right. Mm -hmm. And then they look back and they're like, well, how did this guy lose 21 pounds? Well, it's because yeah. we're in different phases and we need to like yeah. understand and appreciate each of those phases in a way that like that the supplement industry and the fitness industry, we don't want to share because it impacts like how good we look, our yes. highlight reel, our ability Absolutely. to sell skinny tees, you know? <laughs> you should be able to lose 20 pounds in a month. And people are like, okay, I get it, 20 pounds in a month. I need to do keto, right? Yeah. And then, you, and then so that's why it's awesome for you to be like, hey, no, look at the data here. Here's what, here's what our next steps are. Here's what your expectations are. And I think that like you, it sounds like you guys do an like, amazing job setting expectations appropriately and like managing those expectations of your clients. We try, we really try to set those expectations right up front because we understand not everyone comes from the same spot of maybe their fat loss journeys. Maybe someone's just beginning or someone's four, four years in. And so we just want to make sure we meet them where they're at, you know, educate them because our philosophies, our strategies, they're not really super well known yet. And like we have a very scientific but customized approach to fat loss and not everyone has an approach like ours. And that's, that's okay. You know, our program is not meant for every person and, and that's why we've niched down. And so our goal is to really educate our clients from the, from the very first day of, you know, what our philosophy is and what they can expect by going throughout our program and also throughout our phases too. I love that you talked about niching down too, because most of the people who are going to be listening to this are business owners, entrepreneurs, or in some way involved in like, you know, eating what they kill in a, in a sense. So like, could you, could you talk a little bit about kind of your business process and who your ideal client is and how you came to realize that? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'll just kind of start back, you know, 2012 tandem started, I was working with everyone, getting no one's attention business initially was okay. Then we just stopped getting clients. In fact, 2015, we actually got rid of tandem because we just went nowhere. 
and um, then brought it back. Then, you know, I met, uh, I met, um, you know, uh, Dave Smith and you guys, and you guys really helped me understand the power of niching down. And then from there, we understood that most of the questions, most of the people in our community were women. And then just from our experience of helping so many people in the past, we just developed these strategies in helping women and understanding the importance of how there's differences in helping women and men lose fat and the differences in macronutrient compositions of what could be more effective for men versus women. And then from there, creating a program that surrounds their biggest needs and can help speak to their biggest pain points to deliver a program that meets not only the physical need, but also the psychological need as well. I think that's a, that's a very under, underutilized, underthought of um, like modality of actually understanding your client's psychological needs. And I think that sometimes people will look at a program on the service and be like, you do macros, you do intermittent yeah. fasting, you do carb back backloading. Yeah. And they go, those are like, you do keto, whatever it, is, whatever it is. But, and they're like, that could work for anybody. And you're like, yes, ostensibly it could, but if you're not managing expectations, if you're not like allaying some of the fears that people have, if you're not meeting people where they're at, like for example, like the like the the pro the million dollar body program and glycogen priming was kind of born from one of my clients being like, listen, I'm on the road all the time. I'm not gonna work out. I don't even need to lose weight. I just need more energy. I need to feel better. And by the way, I'm gonna eat out five times a week. Mm. What can you do for me? Absolutely. And I was like, bet, let's go. Like, here's like, okay, we put together a program that that met him where he was at. And this program is not good for a lot of people. Like a lot yep. of people need a little bit more structure. They need macros. My clients will not track macros. And mm. so I don't ask them to, because if I did, I wouldn't have any clients anymore. Right. So it's really awesome to hear you talking about, you're able to analyze and understand the specific needs of the niche that's going to get the best results from working with you and then going all in on that. That's so cool. Absolutely. And there are women who come to us who don't want to track macros. And, you know, luckily we have people like you and other coaches that we can refer out to to say, listen, we're not a habit-based community. Like we're, we're happy to help teach you macros, but if that's not something you're willing to do, then Hey, that's okay. Because I mean, just like you, you turn people down and we do too, because we know who we serve and we know our wheelhouse. And if someone fits that, we know that person just like in your program is going to get outstanding results. It's tough though, to turn someone down though, when they're like, it Hey, is. can you help me? And you're like, I am a fitness coach. I do this professionally. I need to put food on the table. No, I'm not the best coach for you. And like, but I think that once you're able to do that, you're able to say like, Hey, this is not the right fit for you. There's like, there's better options out there. It's this abundance mentality that comes, yeah. that comes along with it. Do you, do you find that that's like the case for yourself, your team or your clients in any way? Is like, how does that play out? Yeah. So one thing we noticed, like we begin to attract more and more clients that we begin to just from our language and our posts and our content and how we write copy and from our clients, like reviews, we understand, like we speak a language that resonates with a certain population. And so the more and more we stick to being consistent with that, the more we track that type of client. And so if we start you know, throwing in habit-based approach versus macro, that confuses a lot of people. And that's why we got rid of working with guys because, you know, we throw up a guy transformation amongst 50 women's or, you know, 20, got 10 women's and they're like, there's a lot of brand confusion that happens. And so like, <laughs> that's like, we got to like stop working with one gender and be very specific. So now we only work with women in their thirties and forties who want to burn belly fat and build a better relationship with food, because that's one target area, not only belly fat, but also someone's relationship with food that can really affect someone's quality of life and also their lifestyle as well. Mm, powerful. 
So kind of as, as we wrap up, I wanted to kind of get your, get your feedback, Garrett, since I know you've worked with a ton of different people. Um, like when someone comes to you and is like, Hey, like I'm ready to start, I'm ready to start this journey. I'm like, I'm looking, I'm like looking down the barrel of this journey. Like I've got, I've been up and down in the past. I've done yo-yoing. What, if you could instill like one mindset tweak or one like paradigm shift into someone where you're mm-hmm. like, I need you to focus on this thing. I need you to think about it in this way to the point where they're never going to have to deal with this or have that conversation ever again. What would it be mm-hmm. for you? Oh man, that's a good question. So the question is before they become a client, what is one piece of advice I can give them that can help them look at their journey as more of a long-term approach? I mean, if you, if you see it as the long-term approach and like teaching that is like, is the, is the biggest indicator of success, but like more like if they could show up with a mindset or you could like just take a part of your mindset and like, like incept it into their brains Mm -hmm. to where they would believe this one thing or have this one expectation or paradigm. Yeah. So man, so there's a lot of things here. I I think one of the most powerful things that we can have as humans beyond self-belief is uh, the power of purpose and like self-will. And so having an understanding, a deep understanding of our why and our reasons to change, I think that can help you get through any situation. Like um, Man's Search for Meaning was a powerful book I read. And this guy's uh, was, was in uh, Auschwitz, I believe in, you know, in uh, like a, a, a camp and, um, you know, he had his reason for wanting to live. And so I, I think that a lot of people give up because they just stop understanding why they want to make this change. And especially if it's based upon a, a external belief or like reason, like I'm getting married next year, like, uh, like those are great clients, but what happens after the wedding? Like, that's not going to be like a good, th- so we have to, we have to really, and that's one of the things we work on with our clients. Like we ask them, why, why is this changing important to you? And, and also, because that can help you endure consistency and patience, and it will help you learn what you need to learn to be successful or any journey too. I think that just, Maybe that's not the best answer, but that's the one that I, that came to my head first. This is the reason, the why behind why you want to make it make the change you do. I love it. That's so powerful, and that's something I when I, when I get onto like an, a strategy call with someone, or we're deciding if the program is the right fit. I say, listen, like if at the end of this call, all that changed for you is that you have a better understanding, a clear understanding of your why, and if we don't work together at all, that would still be a victory for both of us. I think so. Absolutely, dude, good stuff. Garrett, are you ready for the newly minted Million Dollar Body Podcast Lightning Round? Let's go. All right. You ready? So just like top of your mind, whatever comes up, like, don't think about it. Just let's, let's blast it. Okay. You ready okay. for this? I'll do my best. I'll put on, I would put on some music, but I, I'm not totally sure how to do that. So <laughs> okay. all right, Garrett, ready? Favorite color? Uh, blue. Smart. Um, <laughs> cheat meal. Pancakes. Though that's not a cheat meal. I think it's an everyday meal. Fair enough. I'd, I'd said tacos, but uh, that's also an everyday meal for me. <laughs> How many, how many, what percentage of, or how many calories, grams of protein does someone need? Uh, very general, but I'll say 0.8 to one gram per pound. Classic. What's one piece of exercise equipment that you cannot not live without? A barbell. What is your favorite type of cardio? Uh, metabolic circuits. All right. Um, if someone came to you and has said, Hey, Garrett, I'm really struggling like physically, mentally, like I got some stuff going on need to lose this weight. Besides your program, what's a book you would recommend to them? Ooh, a book. Oh man, I would go uh, Google <clears throat> Andy Morgan and look at the Complete Diet Setup Guide. Uh, what is a song that you will sing in the shower? A song that I'll sing in the shower. Oh man, I don't even watch it. So I'm really weird. I don't. I don't listen to the radio or watch TV. I would say um, anything from Hillsong. I'm a big fan of Hillsong. Chrome or Internet Explorer? 
absolutely chrome hands down like i can't believe the other exists still <laughs> i think it's like microsoft edge now or something like that oh <laughs> um what final question here what is the is the this is we might not even like this question but like what 70s 80s 90s or 2000s what's the best type of music 90s for sure you're i'm a 90 you're absolutely a, right Okay. 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 I did. I'm got him right. I've got him right. That's, That's awesome. a lightning round, but that question. actually that question has a right or wrong answer. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, those are some fun questions, Nate. Thank you for asking those. I uh, appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for sharing some mindset tips, things that you're doing to get results with your clients. I appreciate you being an open book and just sharing. Oh, uh, Garrett, where can people connect with you, and where can they go find you if they're looking for a little bit more information, especially the ladies in the group? Yeah, so at uh, on Instagram at tandonutrition.com or at tandonutrition, or they can just friend me uh, at Garrett Sword on Facebook, and I'm pretty active on both those platforms. Awesome, brother. We'll put some of those stuff in the, in the show notes for you as well. But thank you so much for being here. I'm going to stop the recording now. We'll maybe some, go see if we have any questions in the group. Sounds great.